everybody and welcome welcome to 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 the two to the two tuges to the, the three tuges two, what's the name of this podcast to the three tuges to the th- we're down the, it's not you down with the two all. three two is that i Are think you, that's our our lingo two three two is that an area code for somebody Let's for somewhere find out i wonder sierra leone Ooh. so if we need to contact sierra leone that's exciting. I don't know. Do you? Do I've that. never met Sierra Leone. Have you? Uh, I I could, but it was hard to see her. It was a little misty. Welcome to the Three Tuges. Welcome to the Three Tuges podcast. We are off and rolling. Off and rolling. <laughs> is that that's often, not an expression? Often, often off, running is an often, expression. Often running. I don't run often. It, you don't say often running as if it's like, oh, you're doing that a lot. I don't. I've never understood that phrase. Like you got to be. You've on. taken off. But you've taken off. Well, I mean, I'm still on the ground. You know what? I don't understand. I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you get my goat. This get goat your, here. Get your it goat. Belongs to me. Yes, this goat. It's right here. It belongs. Oh, excuse me. It belongs to me. It's my goat now. Should we do the theme song? Oh yes, we absolutely okay, should. Here we go. Theme song. Here we go. You are out of control. What do you think? What do you think? You are you like it, don't a you? monster. The best kind of monster. The kind that owns cereal franchise. Frankenberries. Oh, that's Booba- a, well. Wouldn't it be Frankenstein's monsters berries? <laughs> if oh, we're being correct here, Mon- they should be monsters so berries. Although I was never fond of the named cereals, like um, you, Count Chocula. You, you, like the, you liked like or, um, the grain formerly known as cereal. I like Cookie Crisp. Cool. Um, didn't have a name, and I like Wait, tricks. Cookie Crisp was the name. Yeah, of the cereal, but not of the character. That's what I'm saying. Oh, if it's the named unnamed, after a character. The unnamed uh, sponsors for the cereal, not the cereal themselves. You're like, they're like really obscure cereals. Yeah. Heard of. Y- you, like cereals yeah, that you have to grow uh, yourself really lo-fi stuff. You probably never stuff, heard you know? of. I'm into the yeah. cereal scene, the local <laughs> cereal scene here. We distribute our own uh, uh, quart-sized boxes that are hand-drawn, so, like cassette tapes. So and we make all of our cereal in-house. Uh, that's Jahari over there. He stomps on all the little pieces of dried up wheat with his bare feet like Lucy from I Love Lucy with the grapes. And that's how we get everything the right size so that we can fill your bag with 50% more air. <laughs> can I just... So last night I get home from a rehearsal. It's like 1030 at night. Did you get the text that I sent you with the, with the image of this? The mirror that I, fell off the yes, wall? Yes, I shattered a seven-foot mirror that was just... I bumped into it because it was leaning against the oh, wall. Oh, you bumped into it. I thought the I dogs bumped, bumped into, into it. it. Well, the dog spooked, and she was climbing on me at the time, so she, like, crawled up on my shoulder, and I had to choose between the dog and the mirror. Obviously, it's the dog. So, like, midnight, I'm already dead tired, but I'm vacuuming up shards of broken glass. And I was like, oh, my year started off, but, you know... Then I broke a seven-foot mirror, so now I'm dead. So, okay, so this is the question. Is the larger the mirror, do you get more bad luck if you break it? Like bonus bad luck? Yeah. 
Yeah, like I know breaking a mirror is seven years bad luck, but do you get more bad luck if the mirror is exceptionally large? Well, that'd be my question is, do we go by the, is it a per area amount of luck that's doled out like on average? Is it a per mirror? Like, and where does a, where does a mirror end and a mirror begin? What's the mirror metrics? Was there a task force that, that just decided that was the ideal length of time to be cursed upon breaking a mirror? We should check with the with the mirror repairmen. Or repair women. Repair people. Landry. Oh, you're so sexist. Look. I just I thought I was going to enjoy doing this podcast with you, but now I have to say I'm sorry. You know, we just we watched so much woman haters and it it's deep in I my know. bones. Well, now I just I they hate got me. women. They got so me good. Much. That's right. They sold me, man. I tell you. I tell you those stooges. Oh yeah, they really got you. Oh yeah, they had that effect on me a long time a ago. A long time ago. <laughs> that was it. Don't listen. There's a crisis in our borders. People are getting turned gay by the three stooges. It's an epicademic alakazam, zippity-bobbity-boob. There, I just fixed the government shutdown with my magic words. <laughs> we'll get there. I mean, we any, got... any feedback? Oh, feedback. Uh, well, we're still up. We, we are still functional. We're still, we're still, yeah. We're still, yeah, we're still, still, this is now the, ep- the third episode. Ooh. Although, is it episode two or three? Or the three, because the pilot... It is It is the third piece of audio we have put out. It will be episode Got number it. because we're going to the... match the number of the Stooge Columbia shorts, just to make uh, it easier on everybody. So we had the pilot, right. and then we had episode one, Women, Women haters. haters. And then yes, this yes. will be episode number two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I'm old man Boogaloo, and I'm here to introduce episode number two when you guys watch Punch drunks. Thank you, Mr. Boogaloo. You're free to go. Oh, That's all I really Mr. needed Boogaloo, you for today. Oh, oh, okay. I'm so... just... oh uh, you brought your twin, Mr. Boogaloo. <laughs> I didn't know you had a brother. Oh, I'm a... well, I'm also exactly. Mr. Boogaloo. We are brothers and we share a father. I'm Larry Boogaloo, and this is my brother, Terry Boogaloo. Larry oh, and Terry Boogaloo are Larry our names. My That's name right. is Terry. Terry Boogaloo. Yeah, because I just said my name was Larry. The days, they they come and go so quickly now. Oh, you offended the dog with your... I did. She was like... Callous Alzheimer's comedy. What people love about podcasts are when people bring their dogs mm-hmm. on them. Yeah, so Landry's dog is now on the podcast, and she is she's uh, helping us film. It's the podcast. I'm on. It's, welcome to the Clementine Show. I don't like the three stages. Oh, so is she the is she the the Combs to our Hannity? Oh yeah, this, the in follow this up. <laughs> we throw to her at the end. But thank you for talking about the Three Stooges, and thank you for being done, because it's stupid. I don't think that the Three Stooges are very funny, and also, this is not about me, and I don't like that. This is my dog, Zorp, by the way. She's also joined. Yeah, it's me, I'm Zorp, and this is my show, and, um, everybody, this is about me. So, welcome to my show, the Zorp Show. This is Zorp, this is not... Yeah, Zorp, you're on after us. No, it's my show. It's my show. It's the Zorp show. And it's a good one. And it's about me, and that's why it's so great. All right. Do, do we need to take a break here so we can start talking about the Stooges? Uh, I think if we want to give people what they want, that's probably the best idea. Yeah, they, they're they they're not here for us. They're not us. here for they're, us. They're, they're here for the Stooges, the most exciting exclusively. topic. So let's, let's, let's throw it to commercial. 
What are you up to there, Demetrios? Oh yeah, Johnny, grab a seat. I'm a millennial, as you can see. So I'm just living off my parents' teeth and hunting for industries to moiter. Say, is that pizza you got? Oh yeah, want some? Yeah, but I only want it if it's that good artisanal stuff. You know, I want to know the guy that made its name and his story and what his hopes and dreams are. Sound familiar? Hi. I'm Jonathan Pistola of Johnny Pistola's Pizzatorium and Experience-a-Rama. At Jonathan Pistola's, we know that today's consumers don't just want pizza. They want to live pizza. At Johnny Pistola's Pizzatorium and Experience-a-Rama, we pass the savings of the experience on to you. You plan the menu. You buy the ingredients. You go to the store and purchase them. You pick out the dough. You come to our facilities. You clean everything. You pay the air conditioning. You pay the heat. You ring yourself up. You pay us money. It's a great time. Gee, Johnny, I gotta say, as a millennial, I'm having a great time. And you can order in so many different ways. You can call us. You can text us. You can email us. You can order via our website. You can go to our app, Johnny Pistola's Tutorium Experience Arama, the application. You can reach us via ham radio, semaphore, Morse code, radar. We also accept gramophone submissions. You can pay us via cash, credit, debit, cashier's check, traveler's check, Venmo, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Catcoin, Anycoin, Doubloon, State Quarters, Sacagaweas. So come on down to Johnny Pistola's and I, Jonathan Pistola, please address me by my full Christian name, will personally see to it that everybody has a pizza the pie. The pizza pie. The pizza the pizza pie. It's a good time. All right, well, welcome back. Thanks so much for that. It's always exciting that we, we get so many new sponsors on the podcast. Oh, oh. Braden, my face, it's so sore from all the- What happened? I, I went and I, I got online to watch this episode and my face <laughs> is swollen and bruised because the episode that we watched this week was punch drunk. I got punched so many times. Sir, I could get punched one more time. Sir, you have this had entirely too much punch this evening. No, I've had- nobody's even punched me. I just had some of this- this wild hyacinth. That's another... Another stooge. Do you remember that? Another stooge deep cut. Oh, well, yeah, that, so I'll bring that up later, because yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this trope, there's some, there's some similarities. Device. They use it a lot. They use it a uh, lot. What yeah, were your yeah. general thoughts about Punch Drunks, so, Brayden? P- punch Drunks, I thought it, first of all, I thought it was really uh, interesting. Our, our listeners who've been following along with us will be happy to know, or maybe, they won't, maybe they'll be irate to know, that this episode is not sponsored by the NRA. Ugh. So... First off, you know, we're missing out on that. While the we Morse still code exist, gunshots edition. The funding has really dropped off. So if you see a yeah. like quality starts to you know, fall by the wayside, it's because the gun lobby no longer supports it. It turned into Daffy Duck. How long should I keep the duck noises going? Longer, you think, right? Yeah. So punch drunks. You stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I won't do that again. I won't do it. Go ahead. Ooh. So in general, punch drunks, I will say from moment one, I felt more comfortable than I did last because yes. they. it starts with There's a no really rhyme. quick moment that I think says this isn't going to be like last time. It's... 
So so Mo is a manager of boxers who are complaining that they're not getting paid enough. And Mo, with a plate full covered with food, says, um, you know, after fees and everything, there's not enough to feed a mouse. So it's just, it's a great, like, he doesn't just hit someone. It's a great setup. It shows these guys have a very visual but, Mm -hmm. like, subtle sense of humor about them Mm -hmm. that I think from moment one made me more excited to watch than following along with that strict meter that woman haters had. They, they could play with their timing more, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So Mo is a fight manager. He's swindling his clients. Uh, and at the restaurant that they're having this meeting at, because all of his fighters are quitting because they're tired of him stealing their money, uh, Curly works there. And there's this great bit where he walks in in a full suit with a derby and a cane. And as he takes off item after item, he just starts throwing them out the window. And he stands with his arm, with his hands way up on his ribs so that he's got like <laughs> bird wings sticking out as if he's like, Almost like putting them on his hips to be like, what's going yeah. on here? But what's his palms are in. His... As, it's almost like yeah. he's sort of like corset, what? What? like walk, Work. walk, fashion baby. Curly, what are you doing, sweetie? Why are you late again? Oh, my God. You know, he was actually uh, sort of one of their stock players. And that was oh, actually no, what he, he did that character a lot. Come back and... Mm. Walk, walk, fashion, baby, nice. into are, the shot you and are steal full scenes. On, you are full on voguing right now. For those of you, you can't see it. What Landry has, he's got both of his arms on the sides. He is has no smile on, completely serious. He's dead-eyed. And he's gyrating his entire body. Shoulders are moving back and forth. He's like bobbing up and down like he means business. He's got his hands up on either side of his face. They're voguing. They're going up and to the side, up and around, crossing, going back up to the top, back again, down by the hips. Sashay, Shantae, work, work, fashion, work, amazing, yes. Ah! Thank you, Daffy. I love you. You're my biggest fan. You're welcome. Can you tell someone that they are your biggest fan? Well, I mean, I did name our listeners knuckleheads, so I feel pretty comfortable telling people what level of fan they are. And then eventually, once Curly comes, is you find out he works at the restaurant as a waiter. Right. He comes up to the right. table so immediately and seems to be suit. a pretty competent employee. He's he's late, yeah, but he shows up and is like, "What can I get you?" Immediately and doesn't even you know. Mo mm-hmm. orders. Four burnt pieces of toast and a rotten <laughs> egg. Because why? Because he has a tapeworm, and that's good enough for him. Mo puts in his order, and then Larry stumbles in, and Larry looks like he has been through a bender. Yes. Like, his hat has no top. It's just the brim. Well, it and looks it's like a top, and then he takes, the bri- he takes the top part off, and the brim stays, but his scalp is still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can see his hair poking through the top of it. His suit is completely tattered. He looks like he's just been attacked by, you know, those wild dogs from, was it Duxbury? Yeah, it doesn't Duxbury, matter. Vermont. Yeah. I hear they're bad there. Yeah, it's a serious problem. He's got to do something about it. Anyway, um, but so Larry is a violinist uh, in this. So they actually let him use his violin. And he comes in and is like, can I play music in this restaurant so that you guys can, you know, get some more business and I can get an opportunity for two hundred dollars. Yeah, for two hundred dollars, which at that which, day uh, is how much is two hundred dollars in nineteen thirty four? 
an exorbitant amount, I'm sure. Uh, three thousand six hundred and fifty-eight dollars. He asked for three over three and a half thousand dollars to play music in the restaurant, and the manager says, "I'll give you a bowl of soup instead." Right, which yeah. then of course brings all of them together, and he plays a song, "Pop Goes the Weasel," which then mm-hmm. sends. Curly, Curly instantly into a tizzy, Bit of rage. L- goes, blacks out, can't control himself, punches all of the boxers at the table, real big tough guys with like cuts on their faces yeah. and stuff. And Mo, yeah, the only cut I got so far is the one over my eye. That's what the that's the second line of the short. They, I was yeah, was and then Mo's bells start going off, a light bulb goes off. And he says, I can make some money off this guy as long as I get this song. So he sets up a match with a boxer, a very fearsome guy named K.O. Stradivarius. No, 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 no. Curly is K.O. Stradivarius. Because he's the one who gets upset with the violin. The other guy's name is Killer Kilduff. So I think he's supposed to be Irish, but he doesn't have an accent. Does he even speak? He does, briefly. Okay, I see. Yeah, you might you might have been distracted by the large adult male diaper that he was wearing to box in. I do believe that this? took some <laughs> of my focus. <laughs> yeah, and because I don't know if you know this, Landry, but in the olden days, men would dress up in like adult uh, baby costumes to box. Yeah, in the original version of this short, he had a bonnet on and a little bib. Yeah, there was a whole fashion component <laughs> to Three Stooges. Uh, that got that got scrapped in the early early days. There was a fourth stooge, the fashions, like the Spice Girls. Yeah. If the stooges were going to be Spice Girls, Curly is Baby Spice. Easy, obviously. Easy. Larry is scary. Yeah. I say scary Spice. I don't. I wouldn't say maybe sporty. Meh. But yeah. not I particularly. I think Mo is Victoria Beckham. Oh yeah. I don't know. But also yeah. sort of a. Uh, who's the lead? Who's the lead Spice Girl? I almost said Jerry Falwell. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Ha- uh, Hollowell was that her name? I think it's Jerry Hollowell, but I like to imagine it's Jerry Falwell. Jerry, Jerry Falwell was the leader of the Spice Girls. People of the world, what's up tonight? The rat, if you're happening to the that left. sounds like Dan Prescott. That guy sounded so cool. I want to go buy a suit. He does. Well, you got to get that uh, fantastic cream. Fantastic cream. <laughs> um, I I also forgot to mention. That the reason that all the stooges are together is because Marjorie, not Marjorie White. Uh, no, um, the actress's name is Dorothy something, but her Dor- character does not have a name. Oh. So I just call her Dorothy in my notes. Oh, Dorothy, I think. Dorothy Zbornak, I think, is her Dorothy name. Dorothy Zbornak. Um, yep. So she is interested in Kerr. No, she is she is romantically interested in... Well, it's in... confusing. It's confusing because Curly, when... So how they meet this woman is her car is broken down. And um, Curly lifts it up by Larry playing Pop Goes the Weasel. But briefly before this, Mo has shoved Larry in a lake. So he's drowned. Um, well, drowning because he's chasing after a fish. Don't worry, though. He pulls his violin out of the lake and it works just fine. So don't worry about that. They don't make them like they used to. And then he plays Pop Goes the Weasel. And while he's playing Pop Goes the Weasel, she's like giving Larry the eyes. Like she is, he is looking like an absolute mess. He's drenched in pond water and mud. His suit is tattered and he's completely soaked from head to toe playing Pop Goes the Weasel at this frenetic tempo and she is into it. So I thought like, oh, well, they're going to get together, obviously. But 
then after the montage where Curly is winning all of the all of the matches, she's with Curly. And then later on, when Curly's actually fighting, she's real close to that guy in the audience. Did you notice this? Mm-hmm. She's cheering for Curly, and then she ends up beating the guy that she's sitting next to up. But uh, Loomis Dorothy, she knows what she likes, and I respect that. Good for her. Yeah, no judgment. This isn't woman haters. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We've grown. I also love when uh, her character, when we first meet her, it is just that they are working out training so that he can become a boxer. And she is, mm-hmm. she just goes, you just hear yeah, her. He's rowing on the ground. And she's on the side of the road with a flat tire. How long yeah. has she just been lounging in the open chair being like, I wonder if this, if the motor club will roll by and fix my tire. I'm like, you obviously, like, you were driving. You're a smart lady. Well, what did you do back then? What did you do back then when your car broke down? They didn't have fins. Well, yeah, but I mean, wouldn't you, I mean, I guess she wouldn't start walking somewhere. I mean, Do so you go over to the tight. side of the road and, you know, hike up your skirt and go, hey, sailor. Wait, wait, you're on the highway <laughs> and you're greeting sailors? In this reality, it's a post-apocalyptic. A post-apocalyptic port town. All those peas are going to sound really great on our podcast let's get that sibilance pork town she's going to pork town diddly we gotta back it up and talk about the possibility of a a post-apocalyptic pork town because i'm visioning pigs walking on two legs (laughs) i smell a sitcom that's all i'm saying (laughs) i told you Um, this podcast was going to be how we brainstorm all of our new ideas this is to me right there what i was reminded of once they actually started boxing also, mm-hmm. was how painful it can be to go back and rewatch some of these. The sound of Moe's leg bones <laughs> shattering over and over again as if they just went... <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I feel it deep within me. It's so painful. Giggity. Some of these sound effects are tough to listen to, and they were covered up by the music in Woman Haters, but in this, they are free to ring out. Unfortunately, what happens, uh, Curly is favored to win this fight, but immediately at the beginning of the fight, uh, Killer Killduff slams Curly with a punch, then Curly falls backwards, smashes the violin, and it's broken. So... Now, Curly has no way of winning the fight. Well, in that, that brief moment of time, you see uh, Kid... Kid... What's the other one? Kid... Kid Raw? No, not Kid Raw. Excuse me, I'm here as Kid Rock, and I'm here... Uh, uh... Well, hey, Kid, how's it going? May I call you Kid? Uh, please, please. That's my friends call... My friends all call me Kid, or, uh, or, or Child Rock. Um, well, Child... Since you are such a, we learned last week that you're such a, a diehard Stooge fan, or a few weeks gigantic ago, Stooge fan. Um, gigantic. What is your nostalgic attachment to Punch Drunks of all things? For me, when I think about Punch Drunks, my it immediately brings back to me all of the times when I was in middle school, and I would tie a bunch of uh, uh, bottle rockets to a chicken, and then I let the chicken on fire, but I wouldn't start the rockets. Uh, So the chicken would cook, but then as soon as he would be fully roasted, I'd light the rockets and I'd launch it into my neighbor's yard. And uh, they always had punch. So it reminds me of that. Well, thank you, child. I appreciate that that beautiful memory. Um, uh, you're welcome. Now, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just see myself out here. Okay, Excuse yeah, me. come back anytime. You, you, yeah, do you absolutely. need a key? Yeah, no, I got it. I'll let myself in. Okay, great. All right. Yeah, bye. Well, so thanks. Nice see you. See, see you, child. 
so nice he's, of you to step by. He's a great guy, you know. A lot of I, people I know. noticed during the the boxing match that the ref falls asleep on the job. The the ref or the bell guy? The bell guy falls asleep. Wait, is he not the ref? Cuz he's not the ref. The ref is the guy on the he's in the squared circle. The ref. I thought yeah, that... he's the guy. He's the guy who does Oh, the... oh, you're right. Uh, you're right. The referee. I meant announcer. judge. The bell is what I meant the bell guy. Say. Is that a judge? I don't know. I know nothing about boxing. I I was confused because there were no boxes. I've been watching Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, and as if I was like, you guys are doing it wrong. You need tiny boxes so that everything Mm -hmm. has its place. Absolutely. Absolutely. But instead, they're up there punching each other. Like, this is no way to organize your loft. Okay. Um, It's okay. So Curly Falls breaks Larry's violin. So the majority of the second half of this movie is just Larry running back and forth from the boxing ring to this radio store that is several blocks away. And it's like the Monty Python and the Holy Grail scene where John Cleese is running as Lancelot and he never gets any closer. And then all of a sudden he's there. That's what Larry is doing. Only it's sped up and he is listening for any way to play Pop Goes the Weasel. So of course, what does he do? He grabs a radio that just happens to be playing Pop Goes the Weasel. And and, and stays carries... playing Pop Goes the Weasel whilst being unplugged. A very strong battery for 1934. The sidewalk shot was also reminiscent of the Pink Panther, I think, for me. Or is it a shot in the dark? Oh. When the, it's the clip of the, the police car with the funny siren. That keeps picking him up. And you follow it down the street several times. It has it had similar pacing to that. I also loved in the boxing match, um, number one, Curly's music note pants. Did you notice that, of course, all the music was wrong? Because I tried to read it. I was like, curious. Gonna, I was like, is it Pop Goes the Weasel? Like I looked, and like half the eighth notes are backwards. Ugh. And like so, like it's one of the, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Amateurs. When you see. Like, how many people in the world know how to read music? Like, get somebody to check it. All of the Stooges read music. That's fine. Did they read music? I knew they had beautiful singers and could harmonize and do stuff. I didn't know. Could they all read music? I assume so. It was a basic skill back then. And, like, they were all musicians. Larry played the violin, so. When the guys are all surrounding Curly, like, trying to fix him up, and they pull away, and it's, they actually have Mo like, on his lap, and they've formed this, like, mega stooge zord thing (laughs) briefly i thought that was really funny i also Mm -hmm. really i want to know more about who this crackerjack kid is red the kid who's like throwing what looks like very very hard are they jawbreakers or something but he's eating them like they're popcorn yeah he's like i expect 20 feet away but they make a and they are sound yeah they are ringing the bell just as hard as when he hits it with that little tiny hammer so this kid must have impeccable i'm just saying if he can chomp on those things but i also love when they they... bring the the spittoon funnel over to to curly when he's getting knocked out (laughs) and you hear him say have you seen larry ma curly is just so fun there is a reason that he won the uh which stooge do you stand poll that we hosted on twitter uh with a landslide of two votes. Ooh, um, over yep, that makes sense. Uh, Mo and Champ and Larry, who had zero. I don't know. I was one of those votes, so I don't know who the second one is. <laughs> but thank <laughs> you so much. I'll tell you it wasn't me. Oh, great. Somebody out there agrees yep. with me. It was one of the rider dies. <laughs> one of those rider dies. They got around dies. to it. Um, and Curly fights uh, Dirty. 
He does. To, to try and win this match. He bites the guy's back. And they, when they cut into it look, for that close-up, it's like it's he, there's a lot of time where he's just got, like, dad bod in mouth. And you can, like, <laughs> feel it. You can taste it. You're oh, so in there. Honey. I I felt <laughs> strange. Yeah. It was yeah. sweaty. I could, yeah. It was salty. And apparently so in this gross. universe, in the alternate universe where this exists, Pop Goes the Weasel is at the top of the charts because it is playing it's everywhere. everywhere. You play. The musicians in the street are playing it. It's on one radio. It's on a different station immediately after that. Just constantly. You, you, could, you couldn't walk around outside without Pop Goes the Weasel popping around. It's um, it's Weasel Mania it, is what it is. Weasel Mania, absolutely. It started when the Weasels played the Ed Sullivan show. In, and before, I, and this is another thing that we brought up last time, wondering if the Little Rascals and Three Stooges exist in the same universe. Right. Are And I know we've discussed this personally, but I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Are we assuming from our, like, yeah. Stoogeism or Stoogist philosophy, mm-hmm. do we assume that each of these different shorts, Stooges are interconnected and are the same group of stooges moving around in sort of a Forrest Gump scenario? Scenario. Uh, Forrest Gump scenario. Or is it that they are Mm. each alternate universe stooges that if Mm. at one point there was like a collapse in time space, they could all end up together like that special episode of the Power Rangers where all of the different squads are on the moon. Right. Well, there's a special central Stoogiverse where all of the Stooges from the various uh, shorts live, uh, kind of in like this time bubble that exists on the perimeter of our universe. Um, so now they all get together and like all the different curlies who fight each other, they have like a little gang. They run around the streets. They're bending real, real, real low. They've got their fingers. They're swinging their arms uh, whoa, up and whoa, down. Whoa. I'm, be careful. And I'm they're I'm at the bottom of just at the, the bottom of each swing. They're snapping their fingers, and they're just repeating this on and on as they walk down the street uh, to the music of Leonard Bernstein. Oh, Lenny B, my boy, Lenny yep. B, Lenny B. And let's see. Oh, oh, this this truck at the end. So in the end, how they win the fight is Larry goes out. Uh, he. Mo breaks the radio, of course. He finally brings it back, uh, and but the, the song ends, so Mo smashes it over Larry's head, like you would. And so, of course, Larry has to go back, repeat the entire journey all over again. But he finds a truck with, like, four giant horns on the top. Do Is that a real thing that existed at I one point? I have no idea. Because I googled, like, old truck with horns, and I just found, like, uh, semi trucks and like adi- like squeakers for bikes and stuff I like that. I think those existed I, for something. I think for like people use them for like emergency things to pr- like pre mass communication. I think. Right. You could just run down the street. This was like in the heyday of ice cream and trucks. And it would be like too. extra, extra, so read all of Annie. Were they British? Well, all the that? the horn makers. Were. Oh yeah. Uh, also, and and it ends once that happens. Um. Curly is able to defeat his opponent, but then in the process of celebrating, also knocks out both Larry and Moe. And then as it fades to black, Curly in this agitated state seems to almost break the fourth wall and go towards the camera as if you are next. And it is... It's terrifying. 
It is yeah. shocking. I was like, he's well, it's like at the end of the monster movie when there's the rubble, you know, and then it zooms in on the rubble, and then all of a sudden, and the hand of the monster pops out. Yes, that it gave me that same feeling. Very, very similar. Yeah, this was uh, this was an interesting short. I liked it, and uh, I it's it is similar, very similar to one of my favorite Stooge shorts, which is uh, Tassels in the Air. <laughs> yes. I love, I love tassels in the air. It's one of my favorites from when I was a kid. But it has the same sort of structural device. Um, um, only in tassels in the air, it's it's her perfume or tassels or both. I can't remember. I can't either. There's a lot of shorts where Curly responds to some sort of random stimuli with violence. Mm-hmm. Overall, I like the pacing. I like that we're, they're settling into their sort of stock roles and their timing and sort of getting into the their classic gags. But um, the story itself, not too exciting. It's just kind of, Mo right. is sort of just in there watching. Larry is not very well described. Curly's entertaining to watch for his physical bits, but I'm not like, there are other stooge shorts where I'm interested in like character development that they write in. That's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that the stooges are actually all credited for the story for this short, though, mm-hmm. that is the only time that has ever occurred. And it was really only Mo that wrote the treatment, and he wrote right. the other two's names in just to give them credit. So that might be one right. reason. It just is a, a sort of a different product that only one of them put out as opposed to something that other people had their hands on. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely could have something to do with it. Um, I, I think it's time for us to probably go to another break. So at this point, I think let's toss it to commercial. And when we come back, it's time for pitches. And uh, so we'll pitch some new ideas for the podcast. Well, hi there, folks. My name's Cammie Clawson. And don't y'all know, it just about burns my biscuits reading about the youth of today. They're always hooping and hollering and vaping and huffing and snuffing and Lord knows what else. And on top of it all, I heard the other day that we never did get those Harry Potter books banned. And now there's movies based on them. Y'all hear about this? Anyway, like I said, my name's Cammie Clawson, and I am a proud sixth-generation resident of Bee Cave, Texas. Yes, I am a Bee Cavian, which, and this is a real true fact about Bee Cave, Texas, you can look it up. It was founded back in 1850 when my great-great-great-grandfather, Dietrich Bowles, decided to relocate his family from the major metropolitan center of Austin to a more peaceful, secluded, and holy area just near Barton Creek, away from all the hustle and bustle, which, you know, you'd want to get if you're living in a city that's got 900 people in it. Anyway, just like my great-great-grandfather, Dietrich, I know how scary the world be, and that's why me and my husband Kevin started Hail Camp. Now I know what you guys are thinking when you hear the word Hail Camp, and don't worry, we've already made sure that everything is liturgically sound. So just like Revelation 2010 says, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Can I get an amen? So of course, you know, we don't have a lake of fire per se, but we put some Kool-Aid mix in the lake where the blob was, and it gets real hot. If you've never lived in B-Cave, you don't know how hot summers will get. You really will think you did go to hell. So, you know, we had a lot of fun with that. Also, of course, the kids go have a church service, the standard eight times per day, which you'd expect from any sort of a quality educational program. And we are no exception. In fact, no exceptions. That's our rule about the rules here at Hell Camp. We are strict. So if anybody gets caught diddling something or smoking the devil's weed or not wearing a t-shirt at the pool, we just say no exceptions. And then it's right off to the unquenchable fire and the chains of gloomy darkness. Of course, we do that by locking you in a pitch black room, tying you up like Harry Houdini and force feeding you a whole mess of mango ghost pepper salsa. And if that doesn't scare the bejesus out of a nest of teenage vipers, I don't know what will. So, 
if you have got a gloomy, stick-in-the-mud adolescent pinged for Tukey just laying around your house, eating your food, staying up late, not getting up, talking back, listening to rock and roll music, go ahead and come on down to Kevin and Casey Clawson's Hell Camp, just 30 minutes outside of Austin if you take the Southwest Parkway, and we'll scare them so straight they'll watch a movie starring present-day Kirk Cameron, who, spoiler alert, is also a counselor. So, come on down to Hell Camp with Kevin and Casey Clawson featuring counselor Kirk Cameron for the best, worst summer of your life. So let's toss it. Was that a pitcher? And it's time for pitches. <laughs> that's a, a pitcher being filled. That's a that's a pitcher of water. I brought this pitcher of water in here so that I could get the sound effect, and I <laughs> made sure that I took a really long time to pour it. Here, I'll do it again. I brought another pitcher. Oh, this is gonna be delicious. I am so thirsty. Yeah, you should have gotten one of these for yourself. Just hang on, there's a little more. Oh, hey, you know what? I don't like that. I'll pour it back in the other pitcher. Yeah, this will be better. I'm much happier with this. How long should I keep doing this? We're bit? done. Longer, We're done. It right? should have been done. I should do it again. It should have right? been. <laughs> uh, this is terrible. This is the stupidest thing you've ever done. It. It's not funny. It's not. <laughs> it's not funny at all. All right, Brayden, what are some of your pitches? Don't <laughs> <laughs> play it one more time. <laughs> Okay, all right. I really do. I really do have some pitches. All right. Okay, yeah. Let's First see if off, you can redeem should... yourself from last week. Okay. Okay. Fine. What about? What if we? Okay. Here's my real pitch for this week. My real pitch is we get actual make major league baseball pitchers to come in and do an interview with us. How many? Like we could get Mark McGuire, that famous baseball pitcher, Mark McGuire. Oh, How many baseball? Oh, 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 he's the home run guy. <laughs> yes. Oh no, he's. <laughs> Babe, nope. Babe Ruth, Ruth, that famous pitcher. Uh, yes. <laughs> Brayden, you are so well-versed in baseball. What is your last pitch idea since the other two have been bogus? Okay, well, the the new my new pitch is called Try to Get Sued. And basically... Well, we've already... I mean, um, I think at, starting this podcast was... <laughs> exactly. So the new idea is every week we do... We, we infringe on somebody's copyright just to see if we can get away with it. Yeah, that sounds like a great so, idea. <laughs> just like, let's just air an episode of oh, This American Life. Let's just record of that all audio. all the people that I would not we'll... want to make angry. <laughs> it's the... You want to talk about a podcast gang. Oh, absolutely. They're from Chicago. They are always walking real, real low, swinging their arms up and down, and then at the bottom of each swing of the arms, snapping their fingers. That's, those are your ideas. 
Those are my pitches. Yeah, I did a great job. You know, for someone who had pitches. this great idea to do pitches, I came up with the idea, and yeah, I just that counts for three one, I let that solid ideas. For excuse week. me. I'm sorry. I'm just a little. Does it sound like a pitcher of water, or does it sound like I'm peeing? I would be very frightened if that's what your pee sounds. Like. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I feel like Braden. I've never listened to. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> that little dribble at the end. Mm. All right. Well, well, since you think you can do such a good job with pitches, why don't you go ahead and pitch your idea? All right. I think All right. that we could do Stooge Trivia. Oh, trivia. Okay. Yeah, I like trivia. Stooge Trivia. I think it is a great yeah. idea. We can each prepare questions for each other. Uh, we we okay. can try to do lightning rounds if we have time. We can, mm. you know... We, it's a very it's a it's a free form format the the quiz show a free form. format. There's questions and yeah. there's answers, and I think we can okay. have a good time with it. So in honor of the idea, I thought I would sure. just quiz you on a few different things that I discovered this week whilst researching punch drunks. Sure, here, just let me get a drink of water real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just hey, kidding. You. <laughs> the entire point of today's podcast is to get you to quit doing it with me. Oh, so you can have all these great pitch ideas for yourself. That's right. See, I know I'm on top of something good here. You're trying to make me feel like I'm not doing a good job. So you can come in and, and Ted Healy me, but I'm not going to fall for it, buddy. Yeah, you're a stooge all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give me, hit me, hit me with some of that sweet hot stooge trivia, baby. Sweet hot trivia. Question. Okay, hit me with the stooge trivia. Question number one. Okay. What international world class championship wrestler and derby wearing okay. behemoth would hulk up much in the same way Curly did in Punch Drunks and several other short films before unleashing his power onto his victims in the ring? What international world-class championship wrestler would charge up in the same way Curly would before unleashing his power in the ring? Um, well, I'm just thinking of more episodes with Curly. Uh, is it Andre the Giant? Hulk Hogan. Brother, I love the Three Stooges. Hulk? He's famously not litigious. We should do an impression of him. No, Absolutely. the correct answer is... Curly Moe, born Donald Chester what? Zaleski. He was a wrestler, but he part of his oh. his kayfabe lore or whatever was that he was the nephew or cousin of Moe and Curly. I see. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Oh, he he. Oh, yeah. I get it. I see it now. Oh yeah. Oh, this he was recent. And now I know we discussed this earlier. I'm curious, Braden, what you what you might be guessing other than punch mm-hmm. drunks. How many different hmm. shorts did the Three Stooges produce in which a normally passive say, stooge hmm. sees, hears, or su- or smells something that triggers a violent reaction from him? Other than Punch I know the Drunks, to this. how many different shorts did they produce in which a normally passive stooge sees, hears, or smells something that triggers a violent reaction? I definitely know this because I think I read the same Wikipedia article as you. Now remember, I said stooge. Oh, so it's... Four, then? I believe it's five. Five? Well, it's a sh- well it, there's a, we'll get into this. So they remade the short. Well, right. they, they used this. They, yes, they remade it with Shemp 
at, under the name A Hit with a Miss. They also did the mm-hmm. same gag in the Three Stooges Go Around the World in a Daze, the feature film, with Curly mm-hmm. Joe. They mm-hmm. used the same device in other ways for Curly in Horses, mm-hmm. Collars, Grips, Grunts, and Groans, which... That's the name of my advice column that I read on the toilet. Grips, Grunts, and Groans. <laughs> and Tassels in the Air. All of those involve Curly being triggered by something... But it may not be mm-hmm. Pop Goes the Weasel. Though that is specifically Curly used, is apparently. Hashtag triggered. What it song was. was originally planned to trigger Curly's violent response before the director decided he didn't want to pay royalties and selected the public mm. domain oh. Pop Goes the Weasel? That was uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Yes! Yes! I knew you it! You actually oh, are correct! Yes. That's fantastic. The Stooges, mm-hmm. huge. Deaf Leopard fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. They prefer them to the hearing leopards, in fact. Yeah. In which Eddie Murphy comedy does Punch Drunks appear on television in the background? Is it The Nutty Professor, Norbit, or Dr. Mm. Doolittle? I saw Norbit in theaters and high school. Didn't you walk out of Norbit? Isn't that the... I did. Well, here's the... I didn't even pay to see Norbit and I walked out of it. That's how bad it was. Well, we snuck in at midnight. You wait, wait, I wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause. You went. You snuck in to the midnight premiere of Norbit. Not a premiere. Wait, Not a premiere, wait, wait. Baby. What? At, at what point was our local movie theater doing midnight showings, not premieres, especially of films like Norbit? Well, maybe it wasn't midnight. Maybe it was like eleven or something. Okay. But you yeah, snuck yeah. into Norbit, so, but, and then we're like, still not worth all. All of this is completely irrelevant because I did not finish the film, so it actually doesn't help me that I've seen part of it. Dr. Do... No, why would he have Stooges on? What was the other Eddie Murphy movie? Uh, Nutty Professor? That's it. That's the one. Actually, no, it's Daddy Daycare. Oh, so it's none of them. Which beloved 90s television character had a signature catchphrase... Alf. ...inspired by something Curly said in Punch Drunks? Oh, um, did I do that? It's Steve Urkel. Yes, there you go. Yes, because Curly said that in this episode, and I was like, hang on a second. Now, I will also have you know, when I saw this written down, I first saw it on Wikipedia. I saw that there was Mm -hmm. no citation. Uh I then Googled it, and all of the other places that cite it cite Wikipedia. Uh, so I cannot mm. find the primary source delineating yeah. Steve Urkel's inspiration by Curly. However, I'm going to say we spread that. Unless Jaleel White is very interested in preserving a legacy all his own. I don't know. He may be. He may be. Well, what we, are, what we need you to do if you're an academic listening to this podcast for your Stooge-related dissertation or other research project, just just skip over the past 30 seconds that you just listened to, and then you won't have to say that you ever heard it, and you can go, that's interesting. Oh, that was fun. I think it's just a taste of Stooge trivia. Just a taste. Just, you know, just wh- a hopefully taste. we'll get some more questions. We'll get some, mm-hmm. some deep cuts. We'll get some cues, deep get cuts. some A's. The first cut is the deepest. You are aware of that. Baby, I know. <laughs> baby. Oh, I know, baby. Oh, I know, baby. Oh, I know, baby. Oh, oh what? Do you know, baby? I know. Oh, oh, I, I know, know baby. Him. Do you, do you yeah. know, baby? Do, wait, do you know, baby? I, Brayden, is there anything else that you want to say on this episode? We got to plug the Soch. We got to plug that Soch. 
Follow us on Instagram at Three Tuges. Got some some great photos going up. Then get our our, uh-huh. our tweets, our twotes. Uh, you can yep. you can twote us on on Twitter. Um, and then always Two- on the Fetch Twote the Raven nevermore. I'm sorry. Also follow us on the Fetch for updates. We like to share everything on all of those as much as we can. We'll also be posting Vimeo links to the next shorts. Um, Brayden, do you know what the short that we will be watching next week is called? I do. The next short that we are watching is called... Speaking of... Nope, we weren't speaking of Will Smith. I was talking about Will Smith earlier. Men in Black is the title yes, of the next episode Men that we are Black. watching. So hopefully... Uh, We'll all get our memories erased, and uh, there will be those funny little aliens. And uh, if if you're going to be watching the episode with us, you should look forward to it, because Men in Black was the only stooge short that was ever nominated for an Academy Award for Best Short Subject Comedy. Wow. So it's supposed to be a good episode. We are, we are talking about high-quality Oscar-nominated material here, so... Yeah, this is the Meryl Streep of stoogedom. We can make it if we try. That's where 